0: Time Slave Time FM. FM. Season 3, Episode 4 of the Time Slave FM podcast. I hope you're all coping with lockdown wherever you are. This episode, me and Enzo caught up with the great and powerful Occam's Laser ahead of his release of his brand new album, New Blood 2. Before we catch up with Tom, let's kick things off with two tracks. Let's play Neon Tenic, Night Fury from the album Synth Monster. And before that, let's play a track from the brilliant album Sunset Radio by Lucy in Disguise. This is Dusk featuring Observer Drift.
1: Time Sheila Gordon from Channel 4 News. We're coming to you live from an active crime scene at an electronic component warehouse here in Los Angeles. There has just been a theft. No one knows who the responsible party is or what their motivations may be. An eyewitness testimony talked about a creature. What are the police doing? Let's see if we can find out anything. Time
2: We're
3: joined by King of Dark Synth himself, Occam's Laser. Tom's good to have you with us. We're obviously getting together to talk about New Blood 2, which we're very excited to be releasing this Friday, July the 3rd. How are you getting on? Yeah, thanks for
4: having me on. Um, Everything's going very well, yeah.
3: And lockdown treated you well? I'm assuming you've kept occupied as ever, releasing, well, making plenty of music for sure?
4: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it feels weird kind of humbly just sort of saying, oh, not much has changed because I live on a tiny little island and i've been just inside looking after my son which is kind of what i do anyway so it's um it's it's weird but we're getting on it's fine yeah
3: we've kind of had a similar experience not much has changed but people have heard us talking about our experience already i i want to clarify for people though the little island you're on you're on to some people britain's a little island but you're like on a tiny island within a little island is yeah On the last
4: show I was on, I think I described it as, like, the poo nugget coming out of the backside
3: of of the UK. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's quite well placed for that as well. Although, to be fair, anyone who's listening who thinks that we're um, slagging off the Isle of Wight, we're not. Because our grandparents also live on the same island. That same little poo nugget. (laughs) It's the Isle of Wight. Um, Yeah, so... So lockdown is, yeah, I, I suppose for you, because you work from home, uh, you've been able to carry on kind of as normal. What about your wife, everything, and the, the rest of the family? Any, like, uh, changes caused by lockdown, do you think?
4: Well, she's a teacher, so um, it's been a, a bit of a massive change for her. But, um, hey, we've got technology. She can teach yeah. from home. Yeah. Um, and I think we've we've all been sort of practicing for lockdown because I've been cutting my hair for, like, 12 years <laughs> so I've been I've been cutting everyone's hair. It's great.
3: My brother started cutting mine, or my brother or his girlfriend cut mine. To be honest, with you. although it is just literally grade one. Yeah. The no. Log- down skinhead. No skill going it. My head. <laughs> No. 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 Saving a bit okay. of money though. Well, um. New- Again, saving money, yeah, it is. (laughs) Although the barbers are set to reopen in about a week or so so I can't wait. I look like I'm looking forward to just the experience, just chatting to some people I don't know that well. You know what I mean? Like we've been kind of forced into the same social very, very small social circle throughout lockdown. I doubt they're gonna be asking Um, where you've been on holiday though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What's the small chat gonna be about? Where you're
3: going on holiday. Yeah, where are you? (laughs) Yeah, I've got lots of plans for that, God. As soon as they let me on a flight I'll be going um yeah anyway new blood 2 because we've been excited about this one for a little while you've obviously self-released it digitally already um what's what's the inspiration for i mean obviously it's part it's a sequel so tell us a bit more about the the backstory for both perhaps
4: yeah so new blood 2 is obviously the sequel to my album from 2018 called new blood um and it's a continuation of the story it's loosely based around like some sort of bioengineered um synthetic blood that starts taking over people and then I think this album is more like humanity fighting back and yeah that was that was the loose story um around it and it was so the first album when that came out um the reason why it's called new blood or well, the reason why that sort of name popped into my head at that time was because my wife was pregnant at the time so new blood literally was going to be my my child coming into the world pretty much so it's exactly the same reason this time why new blood 2 had to happen because again my wife's pregnant so there's a there's gonna be more new blood um so yeah it's 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 timing mostly but um what about the so, idea
3: of the, bio, the, the the synthetic blood? What's the purpose of the creation of this blood in the first instance? Because I like well, the you get a lot of stories about technology where in the first instance we create robots to assist and aid society before they become, they kind of collude collectively to create a greater intelligence power than we can and we can't shut them down. I mean, what was the purpose of the creation of the blood? Well, I think um, there's, a,
4: there's kind of a, a real world element to that where um, blood is actually in quite short supply, and people aren't donating as much. So, I think in my head, I was just thinking, where would technology take us next? Because we can, we can partially grow um, organs and things. So <laughs> maybe synthetic blood is is quite a real possibility soon, and and maybe there's going to be some dangers with that. And as,
3: um, as ever, the backstory is, there's it's tinged with darkness uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. horror yeah. aesthetic, which I like.
4: Yeah, you've got to have a little bit of some sort of darkness creeping into, I don't know, sort of fuel the menace of the sort of sounds that I'm trying to create, I guess.
3: So just to bring the listeners up to speed, then people have will have heard New Blood One because that's been out for a couple of years already. Um, where are we at with the story then? How, how what, what's you said about uh, human nature fighting back? Where, where yeah. are we at? Sorry, so what? what how is thing? How have things gone wrong? <laughs> Um, so I, I think I'm asking to make the film <laughs>
4: yeah I'll, I'll write the screen, uh, screen, um, screenplay next um, I think also being in this sort of predicament of um, you know being stuck inside and how we've kind of pissed around with nature to the point where nature is now fighting back with its own sort of creation in, in the form of Covid-19 or whatever there's kind of some elements that have kind of leaked into this story i think so it's almost like i'm suggesting that um in in the instance of this story the the bad guys are really um society and humans in this story would be uh nature fighting back i
0: guess
3: this story plays out in the um sort of um where well, the environmental lobby have been just before COVID kind of struck there seemed to be a lot of progress being made with global warming uh, or, or at yeah. least an acceptance and a discussion is what I mean it wouldn't progress being made it's yeah. progressing in its own way but I just mean in the sense that it was kind of taking holds like you had people like Greta Thunberg, Glover or, or disliked the way she us, perhaps but she's made a real impression on young people and stuff and it did seem like the conversation was changing and that's the same kind of thing isn't it like yeah. it's kind of <laughs> nature is almost fighting back it's destroying itself because of the damage that we've done and i like that that yeah. kind of feels like it's a narrative that's pervading through all aspects of society at the moment so it's interesting that you'd you'd pick that out it's quite appropriate isn't
4: it well it's you've always got the duality of good and evil it's just who you ascribe as being good or evil in each case so it's yeah it's, it's a weird one but um yeah I, I like stories like this where it's kind of there's, there's a definite sort of middle ground that no one wants to cross but um yeah
3: well why don't we um why don't we play the first track from the album why don't we play bloodshot and give people a taste? this is occam's laser with bloodshot And that was Bloodshot by Occam's Laser from the album New Blood Two. We're joined by Tom uh, Occam's Laser today to talk about that album. Um, so that's like a, a that's the first introduction, uh, people, to the album, which is out this Friday. Um, how how do you how do you think that this your sound is changing over time, and how did you sort of think about writing the album itself from a musical point of view as opposed to just a story?
4: So Bloodshot was actually. Um... Bloodshot's a good starting place because it's actually comprised of all the elements I used in the first album so it almost acts as like a refresher course in that sort of sound yeah, and yeah. then in, in the last section of that song it moves more to the instruments and sounds that I used in the rest of the album so it's 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 kind of Absolutely. acting as almost like a bridge
0: yeah nice oh. man I like that That's a really nice and,
4: um, yeah so Bloodshot has a lot of elements I think from um, the track quarantine from my old yeah. new blood album. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a similar sort of flavor just to sort of get your ears reused to uh, my sort of sound almost, I guess.
0: Almost like a like a, um, when a, when it when, when, when a series ends on a on a cliffhanger and then <laughs> yeah. and then and then the next season starts with a little flashback of you know like yeah, okay. last time.
3: Or if you're watching Netflix, it's every single episode. Oh, and if you missed the chance to press skip intro, you go Not that I'm saying I wanted to skip the intro, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> don't misunderstand <laughs> me. Don't misunderstand me. But with the bridge taken care of, like what was the thinking behind the, the, the newer sound palette then? How did that come about? Uh,
4: well, it's partially due to technology, um, as when I wrote my um, new bug one, um, I was using an old laptop. I was using a pair of very cheap headphones, and my monitors were pretty cheap at the time. So since then, everything's been upgraded, and I'm not kind of limited to the hardware as, as much as I used to be. Albeit,
3: um, you can't use your monitors very much because of the little...
4: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's actually why I've kind of more invested in in the headphone side of things, which I know is a bit of a faux pas for some people. Um, <laughs> well, but the technology is getting better. Got,
3: You've got to operate within the, the parameters that you have. If you're, Most people are not fortunate enough to go into studios and so they're working from home and it's the yeah. best way to manage that, isn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's mostly down to hardware. Um, and, yeah, I think I can use something like 30 times as many elements and layers and sound effects. So I, I really feel like um, I'm not being held back or having to make compromising decisions. So... Hopefully my sound's gonna get bigger.
3: Here's a question then. So rather than, you know, some people would talk about a development in people's uh, skills as a producer going forward. I'm sure there's lots of that as well. Would you say that perhaps your lack of modern technology had hindered your ability to express yourself fully in the past? And so what we're hearing with more sounds, more depth and more layers is actually just, you've been freed to do that. And it's been in you all along.
4: Well, possibly it's it's also more that um, let's say if I created a song three years ago, I'd I'd almost probably make the same song as I would right now, but it, I'd have to find ways of of kind of cheating and and going figuring out the problem to make things smaller or
0: more yeah, could, compressed or.
2: Um, it's so it,
0: an extra extra level, like an extra stage to your process. So you're not as as able to kind of just just focus on you know writing the music. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And find workarounds constantly.
4: Yeah. It just slows you down and you can't make as much and you you kind of end up not enjoying it quite as much as well. So um, and I've always I've always tried to be of the mind that you just sit down and try and make something as fast as possible so the idea doesn't go out of your head. Yeah. And um, yeah, technology definitely has held me back before.
0: Okay.
3: All right. Well, let's play another track from the album. Do you want to pick a a track and maybe explain why you think this is one that sort of stands out for you
4: yeah okay so um yeah the next track is going to be red frenzy um which i think is is one of the most energy full tracks on the album and uh yeah it quickly ramps up so i think you should
3: you should enjoy it okay let's let's, let's take a listen this is red frenzy from the album new blood two Time's- That was Red Frenzy by Occam's Laser. Uh, yeah, you can hear the energy ramps up immediately with that track. Like that It's pretty is... disgusting, almost. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I think we had a conversation with you once before when you were talking about, um, if, I don't know if this was in a podcast or if it's just a conversation we were having, where you describing the process towards just trying to create the loudest, nastiest sound you possibly could. What album was that you might have been working on? Yeah, no, think...
4: that that was um that was on New Blood One, and that yeah. was the track Quarantine because yeah. I, I I it was almost like a joke where I I found um like a really distorted bass and then I added um ten I think which it was the maximum amount of, of distortion I could add to it and it was just ten of the same instances of the same distortion and it just got even more disgusting as it kind of went on and then it turned out to be like my most played track of all time. <laughs>
3: Really? <laughs> you should have gone to 11, though, I would have thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I can now, you see. Maybe you can. Maybe technology gives you that, that breakthrough chance. Do you know what? I don't, we know, did if, have I don't know if the world's so, ready, though. It It reminded me of um, back in the 60s. And this is, we probably, anyone who's heard an earlier interview we did with you, well, probably when we were releasing New Blood, we, we talked about that. And it was, it reminded me of that sort of period in the 60s where all the bands were trying to be as loud as they could. And The the Who were widely considered to be the loudest band in the world. And Paul McCartney wrote Helter Skelter just to say, nah, we might not normally do loud stuff, but we're just as loud as them. And that kind of race to be as distorted as you possibly could. And that just calls that to mind for some reason. So, yeah, I'm comparing you to The Who and to The Beatles. if well, you like. well, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: don't think they'd be very impressed with that. Well, you don't know, right? You know. Similar
2: similar with the
4: with the loudness thing. I think that's also true still um, with live events where the last act will be significantly louder.
2: Yeah, and
4: that's on purpose, isn't it? So they almost get like another
2: trick though,
0: isn't it? Yeah. I know DJs do that as well when they're dropping like uh, if they if they play like a new one of their newer songs as well. I know that's a common trick to do, just crank it up a tiny, tiny, little bit louder, so it just pops. You know yeah
3: but that's yeah, also that's about that's sort of also about placement of tracks like the building up and dropping when you're playing a dj set you don't want to constantly i mean there's certain circumstances where you just go banger after banger but normally you mm. you build in peaks and troughs so that the the more explosive tracks do drop that a little bit harder don't you so that's all part of that as well and like with adverts on tv wow. you come straight out of your Kills
0: yeah me. and it's
3: much 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 louder
0: it's horrible every time like, yeah, like when you a movie because, like, movies seem to be really quiet on TV, and then it comes the advert break, and it's like bang, buy this thing now. I feel like
3: the radio's worse as well. Like, in Wales, we've got our station, and it just breaks. You listen to a track, and suddenly it's like trade center Wales, Wales, we have the car for you. <laughs> it's like you get the, uh, that's gonna be in my head all day again now. Sorry, we're divergent. we're divergent. but there are other <laughs> cars in South Wales if you're in the area looking for a motor.
4: I mean um, everything, I, I think everyone will know about <laughs> the silic bang
3: advert though, won't they? Yeah. We were trying to use Yeah, it like
0: he's just got Hi, I'm Barry Scott, this okay. is Silic <laughs> <laughs> Bang. Yeah. Bang and the
3: dirt
0: is gone.
4: Yeah, so I think he won the loudness war on the advert.
3: Alright, yeah, no. I am gonna look into that. Next time we have you on the show I'm gonna find um I'm gonna find a louder advert <laughs> than that. I'm sure there is one. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um yeah, so obviously this time we decided to... to We've, we've moved since, since the old days. We've moved away from pre-orders and stuff, so that vinyl is um, pretty much arriving any day soon for New Blood, and we're quite excited to have that. So um, you obviously do your own art, Tom, uh, with New Blood 2 in a similar theme to, to the first part, so they look very much a companion piece. How much of a difficult or a challenging process, is it doing that? And do you do it first or is that something that comes towards the end? So um, usually when I'm making an album,
4: I will have some sort of idea of what the visuals are going to be before I start making tracks.
2: Yeah. And
4: I'll make maybe one or two tracks and then maybe focus more on the art again. Um, but the problem with the art is that sometimes it can take me longer than writing all the music for the album. So um, it's a tricky one. And um, I I sometimes feel like I should like outsource it to an actual artist, but um, I want to keep with it as long as I can because it gives more of like a portal into what I'm trying to um, create, I guess more. So it's like a personal production, the music, the visuals, whatever.
0: Yeah, Um, I mean, I mean, I guess that makes sense. in, in in that you have a vision vision of how you want the album to be. Like you've got a story in your head. Like who best, you know. Because you've got you have the skills to make the art. Who's best to, to kind of you know, bring that to life? And you and you've definitely got a um, kind of uh, I want to say like a brand. It's not the right word. But a you, unique style. You've got a unique style. Like you can kind of see your you know art yeah, style in, in. in every in a, in every album you've done. So I like, think
4: I think that might just be down to everything's red. <laughs>
0: Maybe. <laughs> I I like um, I I love the
3: art for the new album my favourite I think it would be hard to to top this for me is the tension cover because it reminds me of like Hitchcock films I don't know if that makes sense is that was that something that was in your mind like B movies 1950s or 60s thrillers you know
4: yeah absolutely I mean the original actual name for that album was going to be Suspense and I think that kind of goes with like a Hitchcock sort of vibe yeah
3: yeah. Um, that could easily Hitchcock film
4: yeah, but I think so. Was just as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I
4: completely agree with the B movie vibes. That's that's kind of exactly what tension was supposed to be. So I'm glad the um, the artwork turned turned out like that. Really.
3: Do you think that's a, that kind of theme and that kind of style, that that filmic style, is something that you might revisit in future albums as well?
4: Yeah, I mean, I've always liked the idea of making soundtracks for films that don't exist. I think that's yeah. always quite a fascinating idea. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think maybe making some more fake B-movie soundtracks is definitely on the cards.
3: got to get you in a Quentin Tarantino film, that'll be the key. (laughs) Yeah, he's
4: only going (laughs) to direct one more though, isn't he? Is that right? Ah, no. I think he had like a a limit he he set out when he started that he was only going to make so many films because all the great directors stopped when they were like ahead.
3: Yeah that's the argument about everything isn't yeah. it like in life like politics you should choose your exit departure date if you can yeah. like in films the same applies but also sport it's like retiring before your athletic ability and superior brain power is starting to be caught up by young bucks isn't it you don't want to go out like Muhammad ali did in a way you know yeah Also, you, don't, you know. don't
4: want to deal with michael jordan either by retiring three
3: times That is true, true. that is true. What was the last um, Quentin Tarantino film? I appreciate we're getting a bit sidetracked here. Was it Um, the um, reimagining of... Once
4: Upon a Time in Hollywood.
3: Yeah, see, that was brilliant. I thought that was brilliant. So he's not, like, lost his touch, you know?
4: He was going to direct a Star Trek film at one point, I heard.
3: That would be a departure. That's not something I imagine. That would be like you going... If Ockham's laser came out with, like, a a funky... um, happy synth vocal album you know if you'd like did a midnight style album I think and by the way I mean the midnight as opposed to midnight midnight would work it's well in <laughs> your, but. so yeah. no plan to revisit your vocal synth wave days right so, now. Yeah, I can't
4: say no but um, <laughs> you never know maybe I'll make some sort of side project in the future but definitely not with Occam's Laser um, I'd say that those, <laughs> those sort of ideas have definitely died out Um, But yeah, yeah, I can't can't tell what the future's gonna hold.
3: No, for sure, for sure. But let's focus on the present then. So let's play another track from New Blood too. If you had to pick another track that sort of really sums up what this album's about in a sonic sense, like, what would you go for? I think um, just because this track has such a a pump to it,
4: um, and I think you can guess from the name of it, um, what I mean, um, I've gotta choose the track Breakneck which is also the fastest track I've ever made. So I think it's 165 BPM or something, Mad.
3: Nice. What was the speed on
4: Lovers? Uh, that was 145, I think.
3: That, yeah, because that feels like pendulum or drum and bass speed as well. Yeah. But Breakneck, you can yeah. hear the x never. This is almost Gabba speed. <laughs> um, anyway, let, let's take a listen. This is Breakneck by Ockham Slater. was Breakneck. We've now listened obviously to three tracks from the album New Blood 2, which is out on Friday. Uh, uh, just to plug it again, obviously. This Friday, July the 3rd, timeslaves.bandcamp.com. Available on a red vinyl with white splatter. Plug, yeah. plug, 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 plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to do it, mate. You've got to do it. It's Bandcamp Day as well, so don't forget, more money goes to the artist directly, because Bandcamp is waving its share uh, again, which is I don't know what you think about that. I think it's a, a great thing they've been doing. They've done it yeah. now four times, I think.
4: Yeah, but I think PayPal is the one that's making the most money.
3: <laughs> yeah, because they're making regardless. <laughs> and and yeah. they're probably doubling up because of the amount of extra traffic that's coming through. But I reckon, like, for Bandcamp, in almost, like, whilst it's a great gesture and it probably helps a lot of people who are trying to make it as small businesses, self employed, that kind of thing. But I think they're also running it as a lost leader because they must be attracting a mm-hmm. lot of new people to
0: the platform. Definitely. I mean, yeah. it's mad. Like, we were on the last one <clears throat> at the start of June. Uh, like if you go on the Bandcamp homepage, you can see in real time every sale that happens across the whole of the website. And it was just nuts, wasn't it? We yeah, the page it was
3: like, crashing. You get like the each album cover flies through on a scrolling yeah. carousel. And it's, it's a mad experience. Like when we drop an album at five o'clock, like on a friday like we always do it's quite fun to stick that page up and watch things coming through you can go on oh, there's one of us there's one of
4: us yeah yeah yeah
0: but yeah on the on the last Bandcamp day it was just it was just mad like
2: just boom, crazy i think
4: i think they've had to up-
0: upgrade their service twice though just because
4: they've had such mad sales on on just 24-hour periods where like they, 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 they completely crashed in there in the first one
0: yeah, yeah i was gonna say on that first one, we couldn't use Bandcamp for days it was like it was broken for a couple of days after as well it was crazy yeah. And even even well,
4: if you put a message on Bandcamp, it took like some, something like eight or nine hours to come through to all your listeners and all that. So it was very strange. Well, do
3: you know what? This conversation is is making me adequately nervous enough to think, let's make sure we've got all the pages set up today because we're recording on Wednesday morning. So we've got two days. Let's not leave it till Friday this week. Let's get it all ready yeah. now. Um Anyway, lo- lockdown, I'm turning to that for a second, like, have you been able to work on new music and, like, what have you been, have you been listening to more music?
4: Well, yeah, I've, I've been making a lot of music, almost like an obnoxious amount. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and You've been
3: making of, like, all
4: the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's ridiculous. I, I know that I've got an issue Um yeah, so there's, there's this weird thing that I, I don't listen to any music that is anywhere similar to my own music just because I know what my brain's like and I, I know that I'd accidentally like lift riffs or they'd be stuck in my head and I'd, I'd kind of just end up creating that song again and um, so I listen to some, some rather wacky choices um, and definitely one of my favourite bands at the moment is uh, Tupperware Remix Party. Yeah, um, yeah, and they've got this this awesome uh, track with um, his name's Dan Avidan, who I think is from Ninja Sex Party, if I remember. Um, it's called Starlight Brigade. <laughs> That's one damn hell it's, it's just amazing song. Hang on, um,
3: sorry. Tupperware Remix Party. Tupperware Remix Party. Yeah. 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 And then Ninja Sex Party. Yeah,
4: yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. One but, it, yeah.
4: I know they, they they toured um, the US last year, I think, together. They've done it for a few years, actually, if I remember rightly
3: they stay on that Tupperware by the end of the night.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but these guys like do a live um, set in like spandex and and proper costumes. So I have no idea how hot it must be on stage. Wow,
3: I'm sure. Yeah, yeah we were saying I, I I had a quick look before we were talking, uh, before we started recording and um, it, their vibes on one of their album covers, at least like proper reminds me of Wizard of Oz kind of style, like full color. Like, I'm sure one of them looks like Tin Man. Like it's mad. Like to do that, they have, they they've got, they've gone full almost like glam 70s era in in the level that have, of, of attention they've placed on their their uh, outfits.
4: It is like, yeah. yeah, but also they're they quite clever with their lead singer isn't the tallest in the world. So what he's got is he's got a really like massively tall hat, so it makes him look <laughs> like he's taller, which I think is genius.
3: That is, genius. that is genius who would have thought
4: yeah so um, yeah they're definitely they're awesome I know that they're massive already so people have probably already heard of them but, um,
1: yeah. No,
3: but so, it's interesting that that idea that you know it's quite honest as well to to say that you you would try to avoid stuff that might accidentally seep into your own like melody uh, inspiration you know and that yeah. must be difficult though because I know that you're often um often compared to other dark synth acts um, at times, because there are fewer dark synth acts, I'd say, of a, of a, at that level. Yeah. Um, so there's yourselves, and obviously Carpenter Brute would be another, another big one. He's so no, I think Carpenter
2: because, Brute
3: because- released. Really-
4: He hasn't released that much music, though, which is kind of good. (laughs) Because it means there's not not too many (laughs) melodies I can steal. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: But like I is there anyone who you would say is comparable to your style of music that you do really like, but that you might try to avoid listening to if you get where I'm coming from with that question? Like, Uh, who else in making... Are there any other artists making the same kind of um, music out there that you particularly respect, perhaps, is a better way of putting it, then? I think um, at one point, um, Glitch Black
4: um, and I crossed paths, um, and we talked a little while because I think he runs the Dark Synth uh, subreddit or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, and he, he's making a lot of, um, I'd say, quite highly melodic dark synth, which is which is kind of like what my, I make really. <laughs> nice. um, but yeah, Ghost has been doing some really good stuff. Like because he's he's been branching out, and as in G O S T, not yeah, the band's yeah, Ghost. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone's doing their own thing now. Even if you you might have the same um, VST or you might use the same preset or something like that, you can still use it in a different way. And I think um, there's enough space for everyone to, to make their own sort of stamp on the genre. Um, maybe one day it'll be as overcrowded as synth we've kind of got uh, for a while. Um, but yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, all the dark synth artists are doing amazing good stuff. I just try not to listen to it too much because <laughs> I know what will happen.
0: <laughs> but you yeah. can you can you can directly hear the influence that's not coming from synthwave or dark synth in some of these artists, like especially Carpenter Brut. Like, you, you can hear the metal influence. <clears throat> the metal influence that they've got is like really prevalent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I guess absolutely. Everyone's coming from a different. Um, different angle at it and yeah maybe they are using similar you know sounds and synths and presets and stuff but you've, you've all got your own ideas
4: so yeah yeah i, I completely agree with that because everyone's had their own bias growing up listening to certain bands and yeah. you know if you you, maybe if you listen to rock first then you listen to metal second you'd have a different outlook so if you look you listen to metal first and then went to more sort of classic rock it's
3: yeah Really. That's fair. That's fair. Um, what what else have you been doing for entertainment during lockdown? Have you got any lockdown recommendations? Um, hmm.
4: Baking's good. Uh, bread's we, nice.
3: Not, actually, I say we. Yeah, I right? use the word we loosely. Uh, our partners have been baking a lot. Yeah. Kaylee's uh, mastered the the banana bread, which is fantastic. And your partner Kira's um, oh, lemon, lemon drizzle lemon drizzle cake used to good. die for nice yeah. but you're saying that you've actually been baking yourself yeah
4: yeah baking's good but I mean I, I used to make a lot of pizza dough and things so like bread dough's not that far removed now um, uh,
3: that's something we have been doing we've been using the pizza stone more um, yeah I want to get a pizza oven but I, I looked into it they're so expensive but it's like my favourite food and it would be great because the dough like it's so much better if you can get it to a higher temperature isn't it I think that's,
4: this is like one of the plus sides of all this lockdown stuff. If you haven't actually got ill, there's been a lot of positive like, stuff in people's lives where they've tried new things, they've they've experimented more with, with stuff in the kitchen, they've had more time to do things that they might not have um, been so inspired to do. So it's always yeah, nice and, to have some sort of positive spin on what's going on.
3: There. And I think a lot of employers have realised that we can be trusted to work from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that's that's going to revolutionise the workplace. That'll have a big impact for people, like especially people who are disabled and stuff, who might struggle with access to buildings, you know, like c- yeah. commercial buildings, like that kind of stuff, that barrier, that excuse is gone, because we can all just work from home. Yeah. And There's we're not access- spend- we're not pointlessly spending money.
0: Yeah. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what the impact on like the um, like pollution and stuff like that is as well, if everyone's not driving to the, to the office every single day. Well, that's one thing I
3: won't miss is the the lack of traffic on the roads. Like when that comes back and it's starting to come back already. here. Yeah, that was beautiful. I could drive like 15 minutes, my commute was, to the office. Like. I Very think there's,
4: there's one thing that like um, the internet is, is the weirdest one though at the moment, because all the business internet isn't being used that goes to commercial offices and all of the home internet access is slowed down because of it. 'Cause everyone's using their laptops at home and they're working from home. So there has been like some sort of weird like bottlenecks in society.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I guess for people and it's hard to imagine today's like day and age, but like it's hard to imagine, you know, the idea that there are households in this country that don't have access to the internet at all. So they'll be smashing their yeah. data on their phones, mm-hmm. racking up big phone bills. And that's you know, it. <laughs> If you didn't have um, access if you don't have access to the internet right now it must be quite challenging
4: yeah you'd, i think you'd feel quite lonely <laughs> in, a, in a lot of ways because the internet is is quite a uh, a leveler of you know access to talking to relatives and skype calls and you know seeing family but are not in the same room
3: yeah it's, we've done a lot of that as a family in fairness
4: i mean can you imagine this like 20 30 years ago <laughs> even, even with dial-up can you imagine, like, surviving just with dial-up?
3: <laughs> I, I used to take about a day and a half to load an eBay page. Yeah. There <laughs> we are. Anyway, have you got, we're going to play out with um, a couple of recommendations from your um, potted listening history of recent months. So you're going yes. to play a Tupperware remix party track.
0: Yes, Would, so um, I, I reckon for?
4: Starlight Brigade by them
0: okay
4: cool and And there's a this is a this is a a hard one i don't know how to pronounce his name so i'm gonna butcher it um but it's the icelandic um eurovision entry for this year that obviously eurovision didn't happen um and it's think about things and i think they are called daddy
3: freya okay normally i would like do an extra introduction in a radio voice but i'm going to leave you to, to to skewer on that one no idea if that was pronounced correctly but um yeah as ever thanks for thanks for coming on and um looking forward to releasing on friday your album probably yeah. by the time people listen to this it will just be coming out uh this day so um yeah really excited always great to have you on board um anything else you want to add No, just thanks for having me on again. It's always a pleasure. And uh,
4: I hope everyone's having a good week and enjoy New Blood 2 when it comes out on Friday.
0: Boom. Speak to you later, mate. Speak to you later, Tom. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Enjoyed that interview with the King of Darksynth. It's always a pleasure to catch up with Tom. Make sure you check out his new album, New Blood 2. It's available on vinyl cassette and digitally through Timeslave Recordings. That's Timeslaves.bandcamp.com. Why don't we play out with a couple more tracks? Let's play Arcade Summer, Electrocutioner from his self from his self-titled album, sorry. And then we'll play Paradise Walk, Night Train from the album Cruel Hearts Club. Both of these albums are available to check out at timeslaves.bandcamp.com. Thanks for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter at TimeslaveRec and we'd love to hear any suggestions you have for future shows. Uh, you can also email us at recordings at gmail.com. Catch you next time.
5: I've got your picture in my pocket In case the memories fade It only feels like yesterday We held the world in our hands Do you feel it too? You play the victim well But you're calling the shots I'll pick the pieces up Of a love that seems lost I'm tired of being a passenger When is it time to get off this night train? This night train!